1: MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming.
0: It's 8 o'clock, it's Friday night. Perfect. Perfect. It's time for the Joke Workshop on here on Mutiny Radio. Exciting stuff. We're going to get started in just a minute. We've got all of our comedians rolling in. We're waiting for the throngs of people to come through the doors of Mutiny Radio. We'll enjoy the dulcet tones of Floating Goat until we get started in just a minute with Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse special guests tonight. Supposedly, Kasim Bentley's gonna roam through, but we have Dwight Mai in the house, Edward Rubin, later Joanna Bateman will be with us. We've got Dan Lewis and Billy Goss will be here at some point. But please uh, enjoy Floating Goat until we get started here on Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'm gonna tell some jokes while these guys are in there. I was Hey, everybody, welcome to Mutiny's Comedy economy clubhouse. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay. yay me I, It's just there's the guys here. The comedians are here I'm just gonna start telling a few jokes because I was thinking about it cuz I was outside in the misty rain and cold and confusing strange misty rain and like yesterday it was the past two days. It's been super hot and I've been sweating and it's been really fun in San Francisco because I'm going through early onset menopause. Picture, it was so hot. It was, there's, is there, is someone doing a selfie? What's happening? Are we, are we, are we doing Instagram selfies at the time of the, wow. Social media is real. Everybody here at mutiradio.fm. Like us on Instagram at SF. smoker lounge, smoker lounge, <laughs> commu- smoker lounge comedy thing. Oh, I think I blew some smoke inside. I'm sorry. Um, but it was weird, it was so hot here, and I felt like the whole of San Francisco was empathizing with my hot flashes. It was so nice, like I'm sweating in the day for no reason. It, it is really weird going through this, having these strange hot flashes. It's like, I mean, I've always had night sweats because I'm an alcoholic, but it's like having night sweats during the day, and I haven't drank in like 48 hours, and I'm like, I'm an alcoholic! No, it's just menopause. It just makes you feel like you're crazy! It's just San Francisco. Is it getting you guys down? It was a, oh, look, there's kids there. Oh, I know those people. That's nice. They lit their neighbors. That person that child used to be a baby, and now he's a child, and he can walk on his own two legs. Very It's weird how children grow up like that. I'm so scared why people bring children into the world like, ah, what are you doing? Global warming, it's so scary. It's raining right now. It was hot the other day. Yay, weather. This is what I've devolved to. I'm like, <laughs> weather and menopause jokes. Together, I'm an old lady. Yay. Next, I'll talk about cats. No, I do that all the time. I do. I, I love my new cat, though. he's. I mean, he's not as good as my old cat. Does not do any of you? Do any of you have any cats that you lament the passing of? None of you like cats, do you? Do you lament the pet. Pa- Dwight is a humanless creature. He has no soul. So oh, he's allergic. That's God's way of telling you that you have no soul. <laughs> if you're allergic to cats, like you sneezed it out through your body all the time. The rest of us love cats because they're the best. <laughs> Sorry, you don't get to realize. Maybe. Oh, this would be a terrible. Oh no, it's too. No, I was my brain tagged to like people eating cats and maybe people that eat cats are allergic to cats Because that way you can eat them without feeling bad Is there like a Is that a terrible thing to say like it could be I don't want to do it by race But like there are all these cat things like let the cat out of the bag more than one way to skin a cat There are a lot of people eating fucking cats. I mean where do these euphemisms come from other than people are literally eating cats Keep don't let why? let the cat out of the bag please why are you putting cats in bags in the first place that's a terrible idea cats don't like being in bags my cat won't even let me hold him sometimes i have to i understand cat calling now because of my new cat he's over there being cat-like and i go come here baby baby i love you please come here i want to touch you i love you baby and he does not come. So now I understand what catcalling is. Uh, and I also understand um, the follow-up because I actually follow him and then pick him up and hold him like a baby without consent. <laughs> I get it, guys. I get the catcalling. You just want to pick him up and snuggle him, hold him. I love you. I love you. I kiss my cat on the face all the time. He hates it. I kiss him right on the mouth. I kiss him. <laughs> I love my cat. He's a... I'm a, i am I pick him up without, I cuddle him without consent constantly. I'm trying to teach that motherfucker to love it, you understand? <laughs> I understand the plight of men now. You just want to hold that pussy tightly, do you? I keep it all the time for yourself. It's fine, I get it. Love my cat. I also don't get it like when the, they say, oh you're a pussy dude, you're such a pussy, pussy this, pussy that, and it's like this demasculating thing, but Have you ever seen a cat have eight babies? They have like uterine horns. They can have eight babies at once. And kittens are born with teeth, fully grown teeth. And they breastfeed, which means that pussies are the strongest animals in the whole world because they can have eight kittens suckling on their teeth. What are cat nipples made out of? Kevlar? Can we, like, make a new cat? Have you you ever had kittens? Yes. And you know how they were born with little tiny teeth? Oh, that's so cute. But when they, they eat, drink the milk, the poor mama kitten, kitty. And then that's why they say that we're pussies, but no, we're so much stronger. I mean, are your nipples made of Kevlar? I didn't think so. I backtracked the joke for you. I'm sorry. You got, are you going to sit on opposite sides of the room as your buddy? That's so funny. Oh, that, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I just thought, oh, they're, they're coming in together, but they're going to separate. It's like they're like going through divorce proceedings. Or something. You're too young for that. You ever been divorced? No. You ever been married? You want to get married? Okay. Well, there—that's a good—that's a good thing. Yeah, I was married. I was married for uh, thirteen years. I was only married for seven years, but we were together for thirteen. So I just like the number thirteen better. But um, he was an African American gentleman, and um, we were both very, very, very Christian in our upbringing. And uh, neither of us watched porn. And he was the first guy I ever slept with, and I was very—we were very, very Christian and kind of clandestine about that. And. I'd go to these parties and people would say, oh, your black husband's got a huge dick, a huge dick. I'm like, yeah, he's got a huge dick, And he never let me have any dildos and we couldn't watch porn and I was like, oh, give me your big dick and all this stuff. And then I left him and I moved to San Francisco and I slept with my first white guy and I was like, holy fuck, your dick's enormous. And he said, nah, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, perspective. <laughs> Stereotypes aren't always real, everybody, is what I'm saying. I'm just, I just love any opportunity to make fun of my ex-husband's dick. Like, <laughs> It's so much fun. Yay! Yay, we have two audience members! What are your names? The show's for you tonight. Dakota and... This is the Dakota and Jason show tonight, everybody. Dakota and Jason show. It's a private show for the Dakota and Jason. Da, da, da. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. You're real people. These are comedians. <laughs> they don't have souls. We <laughs> double down, double down on the cat allergies. We know he has no soul at all. <laughs> I love my cat so much that I didn't know if I wanted to chop his balls off. I don't know if you've ever had like a situation where... I mean, I feel the same way about circumcision with little boys. Like circumcision, his choice, his decision. You can ask a little boy for consent. Do you want the tip of your dick or not? I don't know what I mean I get it like I'm, I've am i got Jewish in me so we've got a covenant with Yahweh and you cut off the tip of the baby's dicks and give them to God as like a sacrifice and he puts them on a salad or something or turns them into little calamari rings puts them on his fingers like olives he just I don't know what he's doing with all the little baby dicks but that's his business you know but down here We just cut up our cats' balls and dogs' balls willy-nilly. We just get rid of them, ah! What about what God intended? Like, what, is there a reason for the nuts? Is there a reason that they, well, and so I talked to my vet and I was like seriously concerned about it. I said, what's like the, because I was like, you know, the ethical implications. And she said, do you want your house to smell like piss? And I'm like, no. So the ethical implications kind of went out the window. But also she said, your cat's going to be really frustrated and upset. And so I considered getting Q-tips and Vaseline and like jacking off my cat, right? Like, wouldn't you get the little kitty crayon out and like? Do you do you know? Do you know Do you know what cat cum smells like? No, nothing. It smells like nothing. I used to hang out with my other cat, and he'd masturbate next to me, and his little kitty crayon would come out, and a little bead of wetness would come out to the end, and then it would right there like on the bedspread because we'd masturbate together. And, uh, but it, mm, I, and I smelled it once, it smells like nothing. Don't worry about it, it's just cat cum. It doesn't, it smells like nothing. I love my cat. I would, yeah, I, I, but I thought about it. I would actually jack off my cat, but then I realized like nobody likes a hand job. <laughs> Not even like, it's impossible to do. Intimately. I mean, I guess the way I learned to give a handjob is you're supposed to get behind them and hold like, like a big spoon and then do it the way they would do it. Because if you're from the front and you're trying to like make eye contact, be like, look, I'm doing it for you, honey. And they're like, just, just put your mouth on. But it's like, like, what are you doing with your hand? So the only way is to successfully, I think, is to like pretend that you're their hands and they're like, ah, oh, these are my hands, but they're not my hands. I don't know. I don't know how... Get that big spoon thing. I'm I'm off the rails. I'm so glad that we have people here now. How did you hear about the show? Uh, no, i about from
2: I saw another comedian
0: friend of mine from uh Red right and Marty. Marty Cunny here, Marty Cunny Yay! The dividends of Marty Cunny pay out over and over and over. Okay. Yes. Hey. I also hear that he has um, relatives that are cops, and if you get in trouble, you just throw his name down and you get, you're get you okay. I, that's just a rumor. Did I make that up? I don't know. I don't know if I had that in a dream. That might be in a dream that I had. I was in a dream. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm obsessed with Westworld. Uh, and, and cats. Anybody else love? Fuck robots, man. <sighs> Two years ago, everybody's talking about fuck robots, and now everybody's like, yeah, fuck robots. <laughs> like they're, that's what they're there for, right? Like, that's. Used to be a big ethical question about it. But not anymore, world's going to hell. Anybody excited about potential impeachment? Anybody excited about democracy in action? Maybe not, is it a game? Is it a puppet show? Look over here, look over here. Who's gonna run in 2020? Ooh. Who's gonna run? Ooh. Do you have any specific candidates that you're like hard, like really got your heart on for? You yeah, good, yeah. Nope, no, no, well, we know that, we know it'll be Trump, who's it gonna be versus, you know who I'd like to see run? Forrest Gump. Gump versus Trump. So much fun. I was running, like, for president. He'll totally solve AIDS because of Jenna. He'll be like, this is done. He's, he's, I mean, Forrest Gump was so, he met so many people, uh, you know, he, he was a, a he was a likable small man. Uh, it'd be interesting Trump versus Gump. They're very similar candidates. Uh, they both are businessmen, uh, but you can still go to a bubblegum shrimp. <laughs> Those <laughs> still exist. Go out there and get some peel and eat shrimps. Uh, you, they're both uh, they uh, both they be- definitely have special needs, <laughs> right? Uh, he, <laughs> he's see, Gump. Hey, Billy Goss. Uh, They both have special needs. They read and write about a second grade reading level, so that's nice. Very similar in that way. Uh, And they're both fictional characters. (laughs) Except that I believe in Forrest Gump. I believe in him. Dude, he went to war. He's like like a fucking hero. He saved Lieutenant Dan. Uh, Well, and where is is Trump going to run anyway with those bone spurs? He can't run. (laughs) If he couldn't go to war for it, he can't run. I wrote a political joke. I feel real confident about it. <laughs> As we're moving into these. Uh, Billy just came in the room. We've got like the comedians over here and the real people over here. Yeah! Woo! We're gonna impress the shit out of you tonight with an amazing show here on Pam Tassie's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, we sing a little song before we get. Oh, do you guys like edibles? Um, you do you want one? Okay. Are you? You want for later? You, don't have you, don't have you could take it for later. Take it for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're like thirty milligrams. Uh, I made them myself. Uh they're, they have. Um, yeah, right. Come to a comedy show. Get an edible. Like, uh, this is how I pay my comics. They're they're walnut pralines. They're like um, New Orleans treats. They crumble and they're nutty and they're delicious. So we we sing a little song, and if you know how it goes, sing along. And if you don't, you'll figure it out. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. (sighs) Or we could just eat edibles. It's fine. M-U-T, I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? You're already here. We're going to lock the doors. You're staying. All right. Um, So when we have a room full of comedians, I usually make you mad dog each other to see who's going to go on first. So we've got five dudes here. And you kind of like look at each other until you figure out... Who's going up first? And sometimes people just put their head down and don't even make eye contact, and that's how they stay out of the game. Who's doing it? I'm, and I'm going to try to figure out. I got it. Your first comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer.
2: What's up? Yo, so my mom had a stroke last week. Yeah, I know. I'm. Yeah, it's 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 fucked up. She had three minor strokes. She's fine. They're minor. Um, at least the stroke face will cover the resting bitch face, so at least you can smile about it, because she fucking can't anymore. Oh. You know, it's, it's like a fucked up Two-Face, you know? <laughs> she's fine. She's fine, Jonathan. She's fine. She's dead. She's fine, because she's dead, so she's fine. Because it doesn't matter anymore, because she's dead. Great, <laughs> fantastic! It's amazing. Um, I've, I've been wearing my hat have, like this actually recently, like straight forwards, correctly, because my it makes my, my girlfriend says it makes me look like a dad. She says she likes it. I was like, well, if you like that, imagine what you'd like it if you'd stop killing all the kids that I put inside of you. I would, I would look like a whole father. You know, I, mean, I would look like a whole biological dad. I would. So you know how like people, they kill people for fame, you know? Like it's it's like a, a becoming a huge thing right now. People are like killing other people, like massively killing people for the fame of it, for the news coverage, for the press. What if you get away with it? What if you get away with the murders so they don't know it's you? You're just forced to kill more people, <laughs> right? You're just forced to just kill like a bunch more people because you got away with it. You're not famous, so you want it. that's what your goal was, and I don't take you as someone who's a quitter, you know what I mean? You already killed a bunch of people. You know. I realize that I'm too white with too black of a straightforward hat to be taking this, uh, this side of, this, of mass shooters, but you know. Someone's gotta do it, you know? I will be the scapegoat, I will, I will be the one it would be it's like you know, I just feel like uh if you have like like imagine have like severe eczema like on your hands, right like you can't get away with murder ever, like your skin's just gonna flake off everywhere you're gonna get caught <laughs> right uh, you, you are you're gonna get caught, so like the 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 pressure of like I'm gonna kill people it's gone you're never gonna do it cause you're always gonna get caught so it's like what's the point you're gonna live in jail with a bunch of dudes forever that's just not fun You just wanna hang out with a bunch of dudes no definitely not that's all jail and prison is just hanging out with a bunch of dudes that's all it is hanging out with the boys forever forever you know what I mean it's fucked up so I'm really high I'm like super stoned you ever get so high, you can actually taste the cotton mouth? <laughs> 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 dry. <laughs> like the driest dry you've ever... It's like a cat's tongue, you know what I mean? I think that's why cats don't smoke weed, is their tongue. That's why, I've figured it out. Because my dog smokes weed all the time, you know what I mean? Still drooling, still a dog, rocking, smoking weed, my cat, if it smoked, it would, just, it would just poof into nothing. It would just evaporate into, like, it would just, like, just sand. It would just be a pile of sand with a tail. I think, I think that's the worst part of getting head from a cat is the tongue. No, it's the tongue. It's the tongue. It is. We, we just fuck cats at Mutiny Radio. I don't know if you've got that yet. Um, that's, what the, that's what these doors are. It's just, a, it's just rooms of cats, just pre-fucked, pre-owned cats. <laughs> sound effects, cool. I can't do sound effects, so if you if the crowd wants to do my sound effects for me, that'd be great. Whatever the sound effect is for a, a fucked cat, just um, shout it out. I have a puppy. Uh, I have a teacup Yorkie. she's like two pounds. Uh, she's a puppy. she's an angel um, because I killed her. She lives in heaven. she's an angel. she's an angel. no. <laughs> She's she's alive and barking constantly. I just should have named her I should have named her Peeve cuz she's a pet. And all she does is shit and piss and bark. I'm pretty sure she can like tell the future because every time I like wake up and I take my first step it's just right into a puddle of piss and I don't know what that's about. How do dogs My dog's special. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I have Neapolitan shoes on right now. They're like <laughs> they got the strawberry, chocolate, vanilla action with the uh, the bean shit on there too. Thank you guys for your time. My name is Mark Neuer. Have a great night.
0: Mark Neuer is high. Yay! Now that's the thing. When people get high, they end up talking about their shoes or other people's shoes. And you can learn a lot about a, you can learn a lot about a person by their shoes. You two are cool, You're, you take care of yourself. Your shoes are white. You, you wash, you wipe those down at night. That is some, you give a shit, you give a shit. This is a good one, he gives a shit. If he cares that much about a, his shoes. I bet he buys you flowers every once in a while, doesn't he? See, look at that, look, I see, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you like to smoke weed? Can I guess what kind of, what way you like to smoke weed? I bet that you roll great spliffs. No, you don't. I was wrong, shit, because I was thinking the attention to detail that you'd roll a nice like you pay attention to it. I can tell this one. He's a bong smoker. We this bong together. I actually got zits this week around my mouth because I don't know if I don't wash my body enough or if I don't wash my bong enough or both. But I've got, I got like two zits on my face. I'm a 45-year-old woman. I haven't had a zit since I was like 17. Am I living like a teenager? I think so. My bong is just as dirty now as it was when I was 17. I'm still, it's, it was, I was, anyways, I'm an old woman. All right, mad dog each other. We're making the man. Where you're going? Li- I'm giving you tons of time because you're behind you. While they're mad dogging each other, we have Joanna Bateman on the show tonight. She's amazing. She just recently did a one woman show. She's fucking hilarious. She commits to like every gig. She's this beautiful. Star- she's not just a comedian. She's like a. Perf- she's like the new Lily Tomlin. Except Lily, Lily Tomlin is still alive, so she'd be like the ghost of Lily Tomlin. But Lily Tomlin's still alive. But when she's dead, I'll say that the ghost of Lily Tomlin is inside you, because you're like this one woman. She does it. She writes. Did you mad dog? Did you figure it out? <laughs> Who is it? Billy. Is it Billy? Look at that, he got caught. How did that happen? Put your hands together, everybody. Yeah. Billy D. Gauss, yay!
1: <laughs> ah, oh, ah, Ooh, my bones, my bones. Uh, can I have one of those edibles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be great. Uh, I haven't eaten in a while, so hopefully it disperses quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's kind of unprofessional. Well, professional. Yeah, it's unprofessional, but it's very on point for an amateur. Oh, man. Oh. It's a walnut praline. Praline. It's delicious. Oh, you are in for a treat later, man. Let's do this. All right, I'm doing it as quickly as I can.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm violate every rule of manners I ever learned. Don't shoot them out for and don't do drugs. (laughs) Are we on the air? Yeah. Okay. Um. (laughs) Hello, uh, radio listeners. Uh, I know you can't see me, but you can hear me. So I'd like to paint a visual picture for you. Uh, My name is Billy Gauss. I am six foot six. (laughs) Uh, I hail from Luxembourg, the city, not the country. And if you look up Billy Gauss on Google and you see a five nine pudgy comedian actually I'm looking good these days uh five nine comedian that is my ninety five year old grandpa so I got great jeans nah man. Whew. yeah uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys I was uh I was a little bit low energy when I got here tonight uh, I uh, ate like I don't know man, I didn't get much sleep last night, Uh, I had to like travel, Uh, I took a flight like this past weekend so I was a little jet lagged from that, Uh, and tonight I discovered it's amazing what a little bit of X gon' give it to you can do for your energy levels. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking DMX right off the bat, all right, Uh, nothing can get you in the mood for jokes more than the most intimidating knock knock joke of all time, Uh, knock knock open up the door, it's real! <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I want to know who's there. <laughs> DMX is definitely the rapper who's going to get my ass kicked one day. Uh, because he makes, he makes very aggressive, very engrossing music. It's music that you don't want to check yourself to. Uh, but a necessary aspect of being a white guy who enjoys hip hop is checking yourself. Uh, and you got to follow the rule. You got to follow the rule. And the rule is simple. Uh, if you know 100 percent of the lyrics to a song, you get to rap along to 99 percent of those lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good rule. I have no gripe with the rule at all. In fact, in my experience, the rule makes being a white guy who enjoys hip hop a little more fun. You know, it's like a game within a game. Like if you ever had your internet cut out and Google gives you that little dino, like the dinosaur that jumps. Up, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. You know, I'm listening to Wu Tang. Like shame on him. Who tries to run game on him? <laughs> My favorite musician, Kanye West. My favorite Kanye song, in Paris. It yeah. <laughs> started sounding fake, but then it rolled into real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, man. Uh, I'll disabuse the listeners of the false notion. I am not from Luxembourg. I'm born and raised here in San Francisco, uh, and I have, I have stopped asking audiences if anybody else is. I'm not going to willingly inject silence into my set. Uh, and there's like there's there's this thing that is this this theme among the remaining uh, natives. Even that word is very smug. Uh, but there's a, there's this thing. Where, like a lot of us, we. And it's true for me. I've I've conceded too much of my personal identity to being a San Francisco native. Like I I, I that is my point of reference for everything. Uh, and that's like when it's my time to go, my obituary is just gonna be a low resolution picture of a giant's hat, uh, a list of my favorite taquerias, all closed, uh, and the words, he should have traveled more. Aww. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. I'm not well traveled at all. All right. Let me tell you, Pam, I've been outside the country two times, been to Mexico two times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been to Mexican jail one time. Oh. Yeah. And now I'm allowed back in Mexico zero times. Yeah, uh, every time I get to customs, they go No mas, Guillermo. I don't know that. That is true. I spent a night in the Tijuana jail. That is a true story. Uh, uh, the the real story ain't that funny. Uh, but here's a word of advice. All right, this is an important lesson I learned. Um, if you are if you are the only Hong Kong in the Tijuana jail, uh, you are that night's entertainment. Yeah, this is the roast of whatever your name is. And do I know this factually? No, because I don't speak any Spanish. But here's what I do know in the jail, there were eight holding cells with about 20 people each in them. Uh, and only one of those cells rang with laughter all night long. And it's the one that had me. Right? Uh, and I know correlation does not equal causation, except when it obviously does. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy street cocaine in Tijuana. All right, that's it. That's the premise. That's not the premise. That's the (laughs) upshot. I really got to be careful with that DMX joke. Really got to be careful. Uh, Because growing up in San Francisco means that I grew up with exactly one black friend. His name was Barry Bonds. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be careful with these baseball references. (laughs) <laughs> gotta be careful. Because I'm, like, I'm a big fan. I'm a big baseball fan, a big Giants fan, but I've learned you really gotta be careful who you, like, tell. You know? It's, uh... Like, anytime I try to talk baseball with someone in their 20s, like, baseball? What other old, boring shit do you like? <laughs> uh, are you a ham radio enthusiast? How do you find... Uh, how do you find time to watch games in between all those dance marathons? Uh, and, I talk about baseball on dates, huge mistake, huge mistake, there's no, cause there's no sexy baseball sentence except I am the highest paid player in baseball, <laughs> yeah. I do it helplessly, I actually, a girl, would tell me a story, like when I was 12, I fell off my bike and had to get stitches, I'd be like, you know what else has stitches, baseball, yeah. <laughs> brutal, man, I did it recently. I did it recently. I was doing the thing I do where I yammer about fucking Tom Glavin. If you don't know who Tom Glavin is, that's okay. That's kind of the point. Uh, And I I saw the interest just drain out of her eyes. And I kind of took note of that. So I stopped myself and she said, well, the only time I've been to the ballpark was for the opera, which was an obvious out. Like if I was perceptive, I would have seen like, oh, okay. Like I would have said like, do you like opera in general? Did you like the architecture at least? But instead, I said, uh, "Did they still serve the mini helmets full of nachos?" <laughs> <laughs> so, is that Anthony? No, that's not Anthony. Hello. Thank you for those laughs. Ah <sighs> oh, man. But the season's winding down, so I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to figure out what else to do. Uh, normally, this is the time of year where I switch to football, but I'm less enthusiastic than I used to be. Like football kind of makes me feel gross these days. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm conflicted because I like it. I'm a big Niners fan, but it, I don't know. There's something about it. Like These days, football is basically in the same category of entertainment as porn for me now. Because when it's on, I am captivated. <laughs> but as soon as it's done, I'm like, oh, geez, I got, I'm an animal. Oh, I hope those nice people can find a safer line of work. Uh, yeah. 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 Tell you, man, I needed this one. I needed this one bad. I've had a, I've had a rough week. Really weird week. Uh, I punched a guy in the face last week. Uh, don't worry, he survived. And I know he survived because he didn't even stagger. Uh, it was uh, after an open mic, and I saw a friend of mine, another comedian who I like, in a testy conversation with a drunk bar patron. I saw this out of the corner of my eye, and I thought to myself, you know what that tent situation needs? Eh, another dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went over. And like, don't, don't mistake this for me going over to back up my friend. I was not. I went over to talk shit to both of them in equal measure yeah. and see what happened. Yeah. Just stir the pot like an asshole. Uh, and my friend is 6'2". He's black. And between him and me, I am much more slappable. Uh, And the drunk bar patron realized this as well, because he slapped me right in the face. Yeah. It it took a second for it to register that I was allowed to punch him. Like, I'm free and clear. By the rules of male insecurity, I am free and clear to punch this guy now. And I did. And I did. Man, it wasn't a strong punch. Uh, I imagine it felt like getting hit in the nose by an empty can of Campbell's soup. (laughs) And then we had to have this weird moment where we looked at each other like, what now? You know, like, We had this like, moment of clarity, almost, where right, like, I looked at him. I was like, I recognize the bitch in you. You recognize, we, like, we did the coward's namaste. Uh, man, that never hits as hard as I'm going to think it is. Yeah. But at any rate, I, I love that. That's the story of how I punched a man so weakly that it de-escalated a bar fight. Yeah. All right. You've a lot of fun. We'll see you soon. Yeah.
0: Billy Gauss.
3: Yeah!
0: Hero. <laughs> you ever been in a fight? You ever been in a fight? Uh, no. Wow, all right. <laughs> Joanna, you ever been in a fight? With my mom. Did you hit her? She stuffed lint in my mouth. Wow! <laughs> You got in a fight with your mom, hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Lewis, you ever gotten in a fight? Uh, no. You don't look like the fighting kind. Doesn't You don't appear to me. What? Two weeks ago. Two, you got in a fist fight two weeks ago? He, he ran. He ran. Damn. <laughs> the new, what's the name of a karate person? <laughs> no, I mean. J- J- the new Jackie Chan. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to come up with it. I don't watch a lot of David Carradine. David Carradine. He's not Asian though. Oh, but he was in the thing. I get it. That was funny, honey. That Jonathan Moore made a joke. That was cute. Um, I was in a. I was in a fight once in second grade, and it wasn't really a fight. Everyone was making fun of me, and so rather than get in a fight there, I ran around the building, and I threw a brick through the window. (laughs) And I never got in trouble, because everyone covered for me, because they were so scared of me after that. They were like... (laughs) So I got this street cred in second grade of being like, the crazy bitch that no one wants to fuck with. (laughs) And so it kind (laughs) of... It kind (laughs) of stuck with me no one was hurt no one ever found out all, everyone covered i'm waiting i'm burning time for dakota co- to come out of the bathroom because this show's for her this is all her this is on youtube it's 100 uh and oh thank you billy yay don't get in any fist fights. yay he just takes his edibles and leaves well we're here to support the rest of the comics that are here dakota's here to support the comics i already forgot your name i'm a jerk tell me it again Darren, Jason. Jason, Jason, like the guy who saved the world with the fleece and the stuff, the golden fleece. And Jonathan, you're going to skateboard hockey? Every week, Jonathan goes to get potentially injured. He doesn't understand that once you're over 30 and you fall down, like things start to break. But he's, it's okay, he's got the, he's immortal. He has the, he has the, oh, okay, good. he will stay for him. Uh, all right, well, I will, did we, did we mad dog each other enough? Do we know who's next? All right. I was in a play with him in June and it was super, super fun. And uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Edward Rubin. Yeah.
4: Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here in San Francisco. My grandfather was born here. Uh, I was born in Berkeley, you know, <laughs> other side of the world. Um, I am married. My wife, yeah, since this seems to be animal night, my uh, my wife is a cat person, I am a dog person. I keep telling her she's just cooking it wrong. <laughs> she's a good cook, she makes a mean feline pie. I'm more into the booze, jello lab shot. <laughs> I uh, I feel privileged to be here tonight, thank you, Pam. Uh, I suppose my white skin, you can see the major reason I feel privileged. I have other reasons I feel privileged, but they pale in comparison. Uh Is it the other way around? I never can remember. Uh, I took the bus to get here tonight, but I don't want you to worry about me. I will return it before they notice it's missing. All right, I know you're looking at me and you're saying, I wonder about his romance department. So here it goes. My wife is into spooning. Spooning, do you guys know what spooning is? It's when you lay on your side and you cuddle. It is so romantic, right? Do you guys spoon? Yeah, All right. <laughs> There's another question coming up. Um, I'm much more into forking. Are you guys into forking? Sometimes, yeah, see that's the same as me. It's not that I have to have sex. It's just a knife to have. Did you see what I did there? Did you see that, all three of the major utensils? In one joke, that is comedy gold. I used to have a line in there about a salad fork, but I decided to toss it. I thought that deserved a rim job. I think I meant rim shot, rim shot, yeah, that's what I meant, <laughs> I'm sorry, I made that mistake a couple weeks ago when my wife was in the audience, she gave me such a tongue lashing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I think you do, <laughs> I am employed, when I joined my current company, they wanted to give me a drug test. Can you believe it? I couldn't either. I said, hey, there is no need for that. I already know what I like. <laughs> Parenting. Parenting has changed so much. Even in the last year, it's changed a lot. I was at the mall, which have also changed a lot. I was at the mall, and this little boy was crying. Well, his mom went over. She picked him up. She held him in her arms, and she said, Billy, don't you worry. Your dad and I will bribe whoever we have to to get you into USC. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) did you hear about the sexy old lady that died? Mm -mm. Yeah, the MILF expired. (laughs) Most interesting thing about that expired MILF? Serial killer. (laughs) I had some Canadian friends that went off to Canada and they thought, ooh, it'll be fun to go visit Dildo, Newfoundland, which is a real place. They said they had a great time, but I looked it up on Yelp. Zero vibe. <laughs> I know, I know it takes a while on some of these, right? You know, you just never know. Um. Speaking of Canada, I have a friend, People and he's like, people are always surprised to hear that I would move from Canada to the U.S. And I said, yeah, me too. He said, but when I moved from Canada, when I came to the U.S., Barack Obama was president, which makes sense to me because when I think about when Barack Obama was president, it makes me come too. In any moment, I'm going to come to and Barack Obama will still be president. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, yeah. I can dream. I, uh, I wrote a joke about fleshlights, but it only gets canned laughter. <laughs> I have a friend He's been in a few, had a few bit parts in movies, but he's really looking for a role where he can sink his teeth into. But uh, it's just not happening. I didn't think it's his technique. He's a meth head actor. <laughs> they can't all be gold. Some of them could be gold. I wish they would be gold. I have a neighbor that bought a camel for 50 bucks which I thought was pretty cheap for a good hump. <laughs> I, uh, I like to go down to Half Moon Bay. You know, that's where they have the Maverick Surfing Competition. Have you guys heard of the Maverick Surfing Competition? Oh, they, Okay, so let me just give you a little background quickly. These waves are so big, they're like 20 feet high, and to get them out and going, they have to go behind those little, you know, the powered... What are those things called? the jet skis to get up to speed to get on these things. Anyway, highly dangerous. But me, my lifelong goal is to compete in the Mavericks surfing competition. And the longer it takes me to reach my goal, the longer my life will be. (laughs) I have a friend, so paranoid, guy wears three condoms at the same time when he has sex with a woman. The first condom is to prevent pregnancy. The second condom is to prevent disease. And the third condom is so she'll feel something. She's not thinking about you. Don't worry about that. No, no, you're good. You're good. You only need two. Um, (laughs) By the way, I noticed that you, just like the rest of us, try to think. Does this thing lock? Does this thing? It doesn't. I tried. (laughs) I even walked in on a guy. (laughs) I found out why. Do you guys remember Sully? Sully from Miracle on the Hudson, right? That guy was awesome, right? Took off in the jet airplane landed right in the Hudson River. Every time I get in an airplane, I want the pilot to be Sully. I hate long flights, Uh but I love water slides. (laughs) uh, I'm raising funds because there's an important group of people out there that need our help. I'm raising money for witches to buy them jackets because I'm tired of hearing how cold their tits are. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You should have just come at some prearranged time and then it would have been okay, you know? But this is what happens. (laughs) Hey, I recently took up aerial photography. I hope she won't find out. (laughs) Sad story. Sad story about a statistician she got into a car accident. She ran into the median <laughs> <laughs> really no it wasn't even a difficult part of the highway. It was just a normal curve <laughs> I know, I know a joke seems mean. <laughs> I think it's just (laughs) kind of average. All right. All right. You know, uh, speaking of airplane travel, I... Can I go a little bit longer with this one? All right. So this will be my last joke. Last one. I promise. All right. (laughs) What did you say? I'm sorry. I didn't hear... (laughs) This is the terrible thing about getting older is your hearing goes after one too many ACDC concerts, right? You're like, I want to reply. I want to know what you said. I can't hear you. <laughs> so anyway, I love airplanes. Uh, but last month, I was on a cross-country journey, and we were over Utah. And the pilot, she came on. She said we were having the engine trouble. I looked out the window, and there were Flames. Flames! I said, we've got to land right now. Well, they said, we'd love to, sir, but uh, landing gear won't come down. We don't know what to do. I said, hey, there's no problems here. We are over Utah. There's the Great Salt Lake. Remember Sully from a couple jokes ago? That's where he would land. Well, they didn't want to because they were worried about rust. Where are they pro? <laughs> Where are their priorities? Hello, it's me. Um, I know, seriously, I just didn't get it, right? The water, the salt, I thought it was a great solution. I can tell, maybe except for the audience, that you guys are into chemistry puns, but I'm gonna work on you guys because I consider myself a catalyst for change. Yeah, I've got my eye on you because I feel like we are bonding. Yeah, exactly. Now, for the rest of you, I don't want you to worry. I am not going to tell chemistry puns all night. Only periodically. (laughs) Should I table this one? Um, (laughs) Actually, actually, you know who... Who loves chemistry puns? Acidic Ah. (laughs) Jews. Thank you very much. Here's your host, Pam.
0: Edward Rubin, everyone, will be next seen at an old folks' home doing, that was awesome, puns. (laughs) Puns. I love, I love puns. I think I was very, wow. My only chemistry joke has to do with alcoholism. So it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's mine's more of like a real life. I, I sometimes, I don't know if you guys have a, maybe someday I can abduct your 10 year old uh, so that I can help him win the fucking science fair with this idea. Uh, I vomit in the morning sometimes because I drink so much and so I drink in the, wa- in the morning I go to the refrigerator and I open it up and I get my glass of water, 36 degree water and I pound it and then you know 22, 23 minutes later I throw up. Well, What I need is a small child to collect the vomit in a cup and then measure the temperature of it so I can see how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. <laughs> we can measure the temperature if it starts at 36 degrees and it's eight ounces and i drink it and then it's like 23 minutes later i vomit it and it's like 86 degrees like there's graphs and charts because in chemistry one gram of water one degree all right chemistry jokes we both have chemistry jokes mine's just significantly grosser um put your hands together for your next comedian dan lewis yay
5: All right, all right. No music playing on that one. That's okay. Usually, usually I like to get the fire crowd fired up, you guys. Let's see. I can't do the uh, can't do the chemistry stuff. Can't do the math stuff. The witch's breasts. That's, uh, that's uh, vomit drinking. Ooh boy, got not much left here, you guys. How are you doing? How how are we doing? Yeah. Not you guys, I'm asking the radio audience. Come on. What's that again? How come nobody ever asks, by the way, how I'm doing up here? No one ever does. Oh, thank you very much. I'm doing terribly, actually. I had a tough week. I'll be honest with you. I had a really tough week this week. Tough work week. Stressful, uh, stressful week. I don't know. I I found myself waking up. Tell me this happened to you. Wake up, you go like, oh, fuck. I'm not even going to get out of bed. I can't even get out of bed. Fuck this job. Fuck these people. Life sucks, man. I wish I was dead. Then I think about all those people out there, though, that are currently battling terminal illness. And you know that they would just love to have a regular week like I just had. You know, they'd love to have a regular week back like that. And It's true. And it tells you a little something about perspective, doesn't it? Like basically, how easily these dying people lose perspective on regular life. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They get so focused, so fixated on this not dying, they completely lose track of how demoralizing and shitty everyday life really is. You know. <laughs> I, find it, uh, I find it offensive. Uh, you got <laughs> to do something with your time, though? Let's see. Well, recently I discovered uh, The Stranger. You guys know what The Stranger is? You ever hear that? Not the, uh, not the existential novel The Stranger, but the existential low point in life that is sitting on your own hand until it goes numb, so that when you masturbate, it feels like somebody else is doing it. That's a real move, the stranger, right? And it works! I mean, it works, it doesn't work super great for me because like, I mean, it does feel like somebody else, but uh, I happen to be straight, whoever the stranger is, I can tell it's a guy, you know? Pretty tight grip, pretty hairy knuckles. I asked my girlfriend to do it, this is how I know my relationship was in trouble because uh, she sat on her hand for like 10 minutes first. I was like, ooh, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Sometimes I'm feeling a little like uh, voyeuristic, a little kinky. I'll sit on my hand and my junk until it all goes numb, you know, and then I'll just sit back and enjoy the show, you know? (laughs) Caught the matinee earlier today, actually. I don't know if you guys are into politics or if you're following at all the, uh, I know earlier we were talking about that, but are you guys following at all the candidacy of Democratic candidate Andrew Yang? Do you guys know? Yang Gang, gang. you know? We got Yang Gang, you got Yang Gangers here. Ooh, that sounds bad, Yang gangers. That sounds a little gross. You don't want to be last in line for the Yang gang, do you? (laughs) No, no, man. His whole thing is every adult citizen in the United States receives $1,000 a month, no strings attached. That's what he does, right? And I was like, I heard about that. I was like, this guy's going to win, you know? But he's only polling right now at like 1% or something. My God. I thought for sure he was going to win, but... I don't know, you know how fucked up your campaign has to be for people to not want you to give them $1,000 a month? Yeah. be like if two people were competing to be your best friend and one of them goes, I'll give you $1,000 a month, and you go, "Uh, actually, uh, I think I'm going to kick it with this other guy. Uh, I feel like that first guy's got what we call likability problems. I could beat Andrew Yang though, even if he was the front runner, I could beat him easily if I put my hat in the ring because I grew up watching The Price is Right, you guys. My platform, $1,001 a month. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha, fuck you. You lose. Yeah, learned everything I know from uh, Price is Right, actually. Wasn't Wasn't super good in school, had to cheat. All the time, like in math class, for instance, had to look at the uh, answers like the kid to my left, you know, and try to get those. Didn't work that well, though, because I found out he was looking to his left for the answers, and that person was looking to her left for the answers. It was like a big game of telephone, you know? (laughs) So like, if the correct answer on the other side of the room was four, by the time it got to me, invariably, it's a cartoon cock and balls. (laughs) balls. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Okay, all right, that's what it says. I'll put it down. Yeah. If I can get serious, though, with you guys for a second, I think we can all agree that uh, some of the more insidious forms of racism are the subtle forms, you know? Like, for instance, you got tokenism. Like, if somebody, you know, somebody, a white guy like me will have a one black friend, you know, and he'll use that black friend to, like, shield himself from criticism, you know? Oh, that's okay, I got a black friend, you know? That's the worst. Actually... Even worse than that is when, you know, the guy knows they're not supposed to have a token black friend, so he strategically gets a second black friend to make it look like he doesn't have a token black friend. <laughs> That's no better. It's in, it's actually it's worse. Now you got two token black friends. Even worse than that, you guys, these motherfuckers, three black friends. Okay? You're not fooling anybody, pal. I actually asked a buddy of mine the other day. I was like, "How many black friends do you say that you have?" You know, and he goes, "I don't know, man. A lot." That's what a fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has completely lost count of how many black friends he has. Tokenism of the worst kind. And I told him so, too, even though he's a black guy. Uh, But I can do that, you know, because like I said, he's a buddy of mine. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, though, man. People are getting, hey, I got to tell you, you got to be on your toes. People are getting canceled. Uh, statues are coming down you know Uh, I read about this one recently Kate Smith I don't know if you know who this is but it's her recording of God bless America that's no longer gonna be played at Yankees games because somebody found out that she recorded a couple of racist songs back in the 1930s right so Kate Smith you're canceled and if this doesn't teach her a lesson then hopefully dying of old age in 1986 did you know (laughs) Because the whole idea is that we shouldn't enjoy some of someone's work when some of their other work was problematic, you know? So like I'm kind of just I'm kind of just hoping uh, all of our scientists kept their noses clean back in the day, you know? We're going to find out Jonas Salk went as Jesse Owens to Halloween and polio uncancelled. <laughs> yeah, what else we got here? <laughs> polio, exactly. <laughs> no, nah, man, so I got to know I'm uh I'm getting a little old. I, feel I had to ask somebody the other day what ghosting meant. Because this is like kind of a new young people's term. Uh, I was embarrassing. I had to ask somebody what it meant. And they told me what ghosting was. And I realized we've always had this. You know, we've always had what this is, but like they just recently rebranded it and made it the other person's fault. Right? Because it used to be called not taking a hint. You know, there's a little shifting of blame there. And that's kind of, like, come in handy for me because, like, I don't have to identify as a stalker anymore. You know, I can just say the Channel 2 weather lady is ghosting me. <laughs> Talks to me all day on TV. Doesn't call me later, you know? <laughs> if she wasn't ghosting me, I wouldn't have to go through her garbage. You know? <laughs> the other one is Netflix and chill. I only found out, like, embarrassingly recently... That this had a sexual connotation to it. I had no idea that it, me- it means we're going to stay home and, like, get it on. You know, I had no idea. I was using it, like, literally. And, and, you know, I would, like, not go out with my friends, and they know I live alone. I'm like, sorry, guys, not tonight. Netflix and chill for this guy. Uh, i just tell you, guys, I've just needed a night like this real bad, I would tell them. <laughs> I don't know, it's just not that good of a euphemism though because like watching Netflix and chilling out are very common things to do. So what am I supposed to say? It sounds bad if I say that, so what am I supposed to say if that's what I actually want to do? You know, I have to come up with another phrase for that. I have to be like, nah, sorry, a girlfriend and I can't make it to the gallery opening tonight. It's gonna be uh, bukaki and snuff for us tonight, actually. <laughs> We're thinking Stranger Things, probably. You guys see that show by any way? Uh, Stranger Things? You like that show? It's pretty good. They just just finished season three. It's a pretty good show. They just announced a fourth season of Stranger Things. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how long they can keep this up. Like, how long can something go on before you can no longer call it a stranger thing? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not a strange thing anymore. That's normal now. That's what life is there. (laughs) Also, I kind of want to ask these people in Hawkins, Indiana. You ever think about moving, maybe? (laughs) Just like two towns over? East Hawkins is not having this problem. <laughs> just go over there. I don't know if you saw the HBO show uh, Chernobyl, but uh, you want to know why they're not going to have a second season? <laughs> Everybody moved. <laughs> they're not total idiots. Yeah. I realize Hawkins is not a rich town, but don't tell me you have less mobility than Ukrainians living under Soviet rule. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I don't understand, amongst all the other things, I did all my dating before, you know, self, you know, before like smartphones and all that stuff. I don't know what the dick pic thing is all about. I just don't understand dick pics at all. (laughs) I don't know if dick pics are like when you send a dick pic, are you sending it like, huh? What do you say? Or is it is a dick pic more like, I have no idea. I've never taken one. I've never received one. I've never sent one. Like I probably never take one. Uh, Because I'm afraid, you guys. I'm afraid they're going to come up with dick recognition software. You know, they could do it. The Russians could do it. Everybody's got a unique mushroom stamp. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if you don't believe me, just try to get into this iPhone. Try to unlock this iPhone. Only my mushroom stamp works on this thing. When do you think the uh, first ever dick pic was taken? I don't know for sure. But just like knowing guys, it was probably five minutes after photography was invented. (laughs) Right, You see that Thomas Edison, whoever, sees that first image appearing on the paper and goes, you know, there's this girl I got a crush on. I'm going to show her my (laughs) hog. What was that like? You know, he gets in the studio. He gets the whole apparatus set up. He has to put that huge, like it looks like this thing. He has to put it over his head, you know, and then he has to like get his whole junk situated just right. And then here's the really tricky part. He's got to keep it aroused, but also totally motionless for 20 minutes. (laughs) I have never done that, you guys. But he's Thomas Edison, so he figures it out. Yes. <laughs> then he has to process it, right? So you gotta you get out all, all the dangerous chemicals and then like make yourself a sepia tone silver gelatin dick daguerreotype and get it all set. Send it off Pony Express, like five weeks it takes. Imagine sending the text, those bubbles. Five weeks they're up there. You probably finally got a response, and it was like, who this? <laughs> all right time for one more uh, the uh, a lot of talk about cannabis here tonight the, uh, the comics are getting paid in cannabis in fact <laughs> it's a great thing I've been I've been sort of dabbling getting back into it after a long hiatus and I can't believe the products they have they've got vapes dabs joints everything most interesting product they have though at the dispensary near my house I noticed the cannabis suppository That's a real product at the house, about this big? And, you know, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's for, like, cancer patients and stuff, but, like, they don't ask questions. They'll let you buy it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, it makes you wonder about the whole disingenuousness of this medical marijuana thing because, like, when the guy asked me, do you want a more physical mellow experience or a more cerebral creative experience, like, I don't think he was talking about my hospice care, you know? Well, anyway, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a bit of a weird high because, like, I just felt strange taking something that was gonna make me hungry and shove it up my ass. You know, it seemed like a conflict of interest or something. You know, digestively speaking. Okay, not a great way to end, but that's fine. Thanks very much. My name is Dan Lewis.
0: They're great for hemorrhoids too. I, I have the weed. I have the weed cream, and I put it on hemorrhoids, and it's great. So yeah, it's really good stuff for that. Yeah, it's also good for lubricant if you're having sex. You just smush it on in there. Yeah, absolutely. The stuff that you the, all that weed cream. It's amazing. I love that stuff. Your next comedian. He. If you think people have been off the rails tonight, and wait till wait till you see this guy. Uh, put your hands together, everyone, for Dwight. My. <laughs>
6: Thank you for sticking around. Thank you very much. How are you guys doing? Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, anybody grow poor? Oh, I did. I did. Hey, I play with fire a lot. A lot of fire. People go, why? Because uh, all you need to do is a little bit to get a whole lot. Fire! <laughs> My motto, fire grows on trees. Look at that. <laughs> it's on fire! <laughs> that thing. You guys ever play with a bow and arrow? Pretty fun. I don't know if you did. I didn't have a bow and arrow. Nobody bought me a bow and arrow. But I just made it because uh, I left to long distance stab things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I gotta do. I gotta. To me, I think, I think that's, that's what separates the heroes from the villains. Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers—they're all short distance stabbers. You know, like Robin Hood, Green Arrow, Cupid—they're all long distance. Right? Imagine if Cupid was, had a butcher knife, you know, just stabbing people. You're in love. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, I understand what love is. I'm like, oh, it hurts. Oh, thanks for the big laugh. I, I like that one. And you know what I've been thinking a lot lately? Hitler's mustache. <laughs> right? I have to think, people go, oh, he was a megalomaniac or he had syphilis. I go, well, you should add another to the list uh, anorexia of the mustache. Yeah. Right? People go, "It's too skinny," and a voice in his head goes, "It's fine." People will tremble, and he listened to it, and then he finally got the girl, you know. And, but he never had sex with the girl, Ava Brown. You guys know about the history. He never had sex with Ava Brown, right? I think because he felt so small that he thought that like her vagina would be too big, you know. Yeah, and so he was. He wrote in his diary. He said. He said uh, it would be like throwing a basketball through a hoop with no net. Very unsatisfying. <laughs> That's what he wrote. Never had he never had sex with Ava Braun. But then his his sexual frustration like turned murderous, you know, like one of those serial killers who can only get off on uh, on murder, you know. And so then he like just killed six million Jews. And so now I think he was the six million boner man. No, I was talking about Hitler. You you missed it. <laughs> Hitler. Uh, that's the only joke I have about uh, like historical figures. You know, I, I was talking about Socrates once, but he was kind of boring. You know, he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Socrates just helped people. I can't make fun
4: of Socrates.
6: Well, if somebody said you gotta you know put a noose over your neck and then jump off, or else we're gonna stab you, then that. Guess that's killing yourself too, right? Because they made him kill himself, right? Yeah, he had to. Drink. Yeah, he was corrupting the youth, which he was. <laughs> People say, "Oh, he wasn't corrupt. He was corrupting the youth. The youth was gonna grow up to be Spartans, and he made the Spartans think, why? <laughs> and then they go, "All right, maybe I'll just go to comedy instead of like swinging a sword. <laughs> that seems a lot more fun." <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, I don't know if you guys can uh, know about looking at me, but I think about death a lot. <laughs> Not a death. Sometimes I appreciate it. I smoke weed, and I go, you're going to die. I go, but death is the ultimate deadline. It's good. <laughs> we all must die, you know? If there, if there was no death, I'd be like, I'm 500 years old. And next semester, I'm going to go back to school. <laughs> Maybe I'll study nursing. <laughs> I like taking care of people. I've wiped asses. <laughs> hey, nurses, that's what they—that you know, nurses get paid like eighty thousand dollars a year, and like they just kind of sit around, but they've got to wipe ass. So you go, I understand. Eighty thousand dollars a year for this, because a baby is like this. right a baby is like boom, and you're done. Have you? I changed my little brother. Boom. Like. Changing a baby's diaper is like 10 seconds full. You know? I, I, I was interning at a hospital once, and I had to wipe this dude's ass, and it took like three fucking minutes. Just, just oh my God, they gave you they gave me that medication to soften your stool, and it's spreading. <laughs> and then, but he was so embarrassed, I felt so bad for him. I go, it's okay, sir. I like fucking caca. <laughs> <laughs> My life hasn't been this exciting in two weeks. Look, <laughs> like, oh, man. Hey, we got off on a tangent, though, huh? <laughs> what the hell? Was, oh, death. Death. Oh, remember death? Oh, man. You guys have been to, be to do a funeral? Pretty boring, isn't it? Just people crying and, like, not showing their emotions. Like, yeah, this guy's dead. <laughs> but the, <laughs> But the, I thought, at my funeral, I'm going to lay in a casket and open it, and then my hand's going to be up like this so people can shake it, you know? And then the TV, the TV will come on and it'll be me going, hey, thanks for coming to my funeral. And they keep shaking it. You got to keep shaking it for me to talk. <laughs> they keep shaking it and go, hey, sorry, I won't make it of yours. <laughs> <laughs> keep shaking. No, I don't want to shake it anymore. It's cold. <laughs> Death. I don't know. You know, like, you know, gunman, like gunmans, right? You think they... You think I think that when a gunman kills a bunch of people and then he kills himself, he shouldn't be included in a death toll, yeah. right? They go, like the music of 27 dead, I go, oh, And then it goes, including gunmen, I go, oh, why did you make yeah. me feel bad for him? <laughs> I, I gave him sympathy. What if there is a soul? What if he's halfway to hell? I don't want my sympathy to reach him and slow his descent. Huh? <laughs> he, he needs to go to hell, <laughs> needs to go to hell, you know. If, you know, you guys ever take math and they go infinity plus whatever is still infinity? Wrong, wrong. Because if you're gonna go to hell now or like two years from now, of course two years from now. So you take that back to your goddamn math teacher and tell him fucking go to hell now, you, Mr. Murnane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys had uh, teachers that were like that. Hey, you guys, you guys know there's an eleventh commandment. Yeah, thou shalt not fold the pages of the Bible to make a bookmarker. <laughs> don't do it. I like, you know what, sometimes I read the, the Ten Commandments, I go, I, I I like it, you know, because it gives you things. You no, know, well, it takes away, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because it takes away things. Anyways, uh, I'm sorry if I offended religious people with the 11th Commandment joke, but uh, I had a dream once where I wrestled Buddha, so it's, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, you guys know why babies are so cute? Why? Because they're not tall. That's (laughs) it. They're just not tall. If if a baby was like uh, height, reached your chest, breastfeeding it would be physically easier, but like psychologically way harder. (laughs) The baby's like, Mom, I'm hungry. You're like, I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, let me give you a bottle. (laughs) Anyways... um, Hey, all right, check this idea out. All right, so pr- prisoners, they broke the rules, right? And then referees enforces the rules, so how come they're wearing the same clothing? Uh, maybe we should give them a different uniform, you know? But the the, the prisoners are wearing uh, horizontal stripes, that way, like, when you're looking them through the vertical bars, it'll be easier to see them. Right? If they were wearing vertical stripes, you would be like, where did he go? Oh, there he is. Yeah. There he Oh, I got, there he is. I figured out what food is. Anything that moves, like obviously animals, right? But the plant, like it was this tall, and then like next week is that tall. I'm like, I know it moves. Let's eat it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. All right, those are the new ones. I understand that uh, sometimes the new ones, uh, you know, they go down the drain. <laughs> but and you know, you guys know how like some people have blue eyes or green eyes. I like the white part. <laughs> Anybody else? How come nobody talks about this part of the eye? Right? It's like a huge part of the eye that everybody just ignores. Right? I see white, and I go, oh, she's not looking at me. I can look at her, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then I see brown eyes, I go, oh. <laughs> I was not looking at you. Oh, there it goes again. I don't know. You know how some people can roll their eyes at the back of their head so they can make it all white, like that shit? I want to marry someone like that. <laughs> I'll be at a party. Hey, meet my wife. She's creepy. <laughs> They go, what do you like to do with her? I like to read Stephen King and then look at her. <laughs> oh! So then I'll kiss her, you know, and she has the eyes, like, closed. I'm like, no, open them. Open. I like it. It gets me a uh, crazy hard-on, but <laughs> it's fucking crazy stuff, man. Hey, you guys ever smoke weed and look at trees? Trees are lovely, right? Uh, you know, I was looking at a tree, and it was, like, all dead, and I go, I love trees because even when they're dead, they're still standing. Look at them, you know? Then I thought, what if people were like that? I'll take a bunch of them and build a log cabin. <laughs> and some guy comes in and goes, why is everybody facing inwards? I'm like, because I'm lonely. <laughs> I don't have a family. I used to, but now they're a part of the wall. <laughs> That's my mom and dad right there. Oh, it's my girlfriend. I feel like spanking her. Excuse me while I step outside. <laughs> oh, forgot my coat is snowing. <laughs> oh, man. That's some crazy stuff. (laughs) Hey, those are the old stuff. The stuff that you like were old. The stuff that you didn't like was new. And that's why I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) I can't fucking keep up with, like, fucking writing all day long, you know? For what? For what? For like, uh, for like $2 million a week? For what? (laughs) Is that it? Is that all I got to look forward to? Uh. Could you imagine if you were rich, like, how different your life would be? Like, Like, you wouldn't even know people that you know now. Right? You just leave them, you know, and you wouldn't even care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a fuck. There's like 10 billion people who love me. If I just tell them I have a big diamond ring, you know, if I was rich, I would wear like a lot of jewelry just to tell people that I'm rich, you know. Because I told this girl one time I was rich and she didn't believe me. Uh. I go, I go, oh yeah, I'm like a like a millionaire. She goes, yeah right, and they go, wow, that was so obvious. Uh. (laughs) I don't have a gold chain, so I wear like a lot of gold chains, you know, and then. When people say uh, you're just materialistic, I'll just like wear a puppy also on um, <laughs> Look at my gold, and if you don't like capitalism, here's socialism. <laughs> look at my puppy. Look, it's dangling. Look at that loose skin, he's gonna grow into it, but for now I'll fuck with it. <laughs> look how far it expands. Let's see if light can shine through it. Oh, there you can! <laughs> Light can shine through it. <laughs> oh, he has a soul. He has a soul. <laughs> All right, Pam. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening, man. I know I was kind of like in and out or whatever, but thank you. You're hanging in
0: there. There's one last comedian. She's so funny. You're going to love her. You have to potty again. Are you okay? Put your hands together, everybody, for your last
7: comedian, Joanna Bateman. Yay! I love your Janet Jackson. Last time I was high, I went to a vintage store and I was talking with the women and they convinced me that I had to have this. It's not even vintage, though. It's from H&M, the tag says. I'm like, are these vintage? Like, They're like, it looked amazing on you. And I was like, oh, I feel amazing in it. So it's this is its virgin journey out on the town. Um, yeah, Janet Jackson. That is what this is. I liked it because... Um, it, uh, I, it, it reminds me of like the things that um, Ariana Grande wears on her ears in her um, Seven Rings video. I'm a basic bitch. I I, I I'm, I'm I, I like Ariana. I mean, and if you don't, you, you're you're asleep to the fact that she's at the top of the charts right now. I mean, she's she's got three singles in the number one, two, and three spot in, in the summer, and nobody had done that since the Beatles. So it's like in 50 years, the 50-year-old people are gonna be as obsessed with Ariana Grande as the 50-year-old people are obsessed with the Beatles right now. Like, Paul McCartney was on Late Night, Last night and they gave him the entire show was just Colbert being really fanny boy with Paul McCartney And I was like that's gonna be Ariana if she makes it if she stays alive basically um so yes uh hi everybody I wanted to begin with um a song, but I got, I got distracted by my new outfit. Um, Yes, okay, so let's just start it over. Okay, Joanna Bateman, woo Do you believe in life after Trump? Russia raped our election four years ago. Donald J is a rape baby, oh no! That's right, to this week, this week, shit hit the fan. Even Nancy Pelosi's facelifts couldn't hide her giddiness at the press conference. She was like, it is an obstruction of law, and law is unequivocal. (laughs) Yes, yes. Meanwhile, Greta Thunberg is trying to remind us that the earth is burning and the oceans are toxic and we don't have time. But it's not getting much coverage. <laughs> Do you believe in life after Trump? Oh. That's my share impression you guys. It's so good to be here, Pam! Mutiny! Your puns are so funny and your chemistry and that whole mean thing. I loved that! It made me feel like I was still smart. From when I was in school and when I cared about getting the good grade and staying after. And you guys, thank you! Thank you for coming out to see live theater, comedy, jokes. This is how we stay alive in this country. This is the freedom that we have left. And you're a part of it, 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 and you're a part of it. it. Mutiny, donate, this is like the shit. So thank you. Your couplehood is on fleek. Your snack game is also on fucking fleek. You guys have been snacking for the past two hours. You, I, I sat right behind you, it was Chewy Bar. It was, you have had how many, is that just the only bag you had or have you had multiple bags of the Flaming Hot? Oh, you're you're just taking really delicate. You're taking it. I respect that. I used to have a game. Uh, this was like early, like before I became full on like eating disorder, but before that age hit. You know, that's like that's like freshman year high school you know you're like who is throwing up Um, (laughs) but before I got to that point (laughs) uh, me and my my friend would do something that was I think it's a precursor to the full-fledged eating disorder and it was like We would eat dinner together and it was who could eat slowest and we would just eat so slow and like if i i'm a i'm a i'm a bitch so i would eat the slowest and i always won that thing i was like oh you're done oh you're done already all that food is all in your stomach i still have a quarter cup left (laughs) Yes, it's hard, you guys. It's hard to be a basic bitch. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. Uh, They're like rural, uh, s- very conservative part of Ohio near Kentucky. Cincinnati is the city. Uh, and the, the, the Cincinnati International Airport is actually in Kentucky like that's the that's the baseline it's like tell of what you're doing in Cincinnati I had a conversation with my dad recently we don't talk politics or religion no that like we don't we keep things surface level which means we talk about do you remember the dog that we used to have (laughs) like like nostalgia stories about Holly and that's about it but I'm in California now and I am progressive. <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm trying to root out the white supremacy and I'm starting with my father. You know, like, who are you really, dad? Who are you really? So I was like, trying to get, you know, what do you think about all this? What's going on? What do you? What's your perspective? Also, he votes in Ohio, and so that matters. So I'm trying to like tap into that. But all he wanted to talk to me about was his new chipper shredder. <laughs> yes, he was diverting every question to talk about his new chipper shredder. My dad's making his own mulch right now. <laughs> Does anybody else's father like to take pieces of wood and turn them into smaller pieces of wood? <laughs> Just me. Yeah, I don't know. He's making his own mulch. I assume, like any conservative leaning white male in America, to bury his ever awakening conscience? (laughs) I feel uncomfortable, mulch. I feel uncomfortable, mulch. I feel uncomfortable, mulch. Bury me. I can't handle the truth. (sighs) It's very humid in Ohio. I suspect the humidity is really just decades of unasked questions <laughs> no one's where are the people of color why are they over there why 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 you know it's just it's just crazy it's a crazy world um, i'm on the ground now for the radio listeners <laughs> I've, I've moved to the kneeling stance, the giving head position. um, uh, let's see, um, sex jokes. Hmm, okay, I have had many a boyfriend. I have, uh, cheated on almost all of them. You know, I know it's 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 not a good uh, thing on my resume, but it's there. <laughs> you know, and I want you to know that I am not pro cheating, but I am pro choice, and cheating is a choice. Yeah, Ho v Wade. <laughs> if Wade is, you know, a guy who's being like, just wait this out, like we can maybe make this work. It's like, well. Hmm, I'm kind of emotionally wrapped up in you right now. So I'm going to go rebalance the pH of my pussy with another dick because I need to alkaline this situation. I'm too immersed in your flavor. So I, I suggest if any if any listeners are out there you you're fine because you guys are like really cute. But if any listeners are out there are like stuck right now and you can't find a way out, just put another dick in. It'll all make sense really quickly. Um, that's just my that's just what I've learned on my journey. And you guys, okay, for the people who have been following along, my boyfriend did just give me this sparkly thing on my finger. It used to be a silver band. It's now. Uh, changed color because it's not we, we it's not a real diamond it's a it costs 34 dollars but I, he 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 bought it for me and then like a week later was like that's my marriage ring for you okay I was like no not okay you can't just like give me a ring and then say I'm married this isn't the 50s um but Yes, it feels funny. It's like a deterrent. It's like, ah, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> I, I don't have to say to strangers anymore within the second or third sentence, I have a boyfriend and I live with him. You know, I don't have to say that. I'm just like, oh, beware, beware. Because I'm going to cut to the chase. I am a beautiful woman, OK? I get sexually harassed every day by myself. Turns out I am a piece of meat. <laughs> it's juicy down there, and you just got to stick with who you're sticking with? If you're in the pl- plural love world, Godspeed. I'm in a monogamous situation and I got to say it's helping with the panic attacks that I used to have and the eating disorders. Is, is, you know, it's like grounded, committed, healthy relationships are 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 are, are working for me and you just got to go with what works for you. Another thing that works for me to help me through tough times Um, no, I got nothing. Uh, it's a hard world out there. Um, I do like, and I will continue to like, and I will continue to talk about my obsession with Ariana Grande. You guys, I wrote a song. It's It's Ariana Grande. I wanted to link it because I'm obsessed with people in um, the public eye. I'm I'm obsessed with women in the public eye. How did they get there? Where, you know, for instance, Kamala Harris is in the public eye. She is a Oakland born and raised woman, California state senator running for president of these divided states of America, and she's... Eloquent and she's thoughtful and she's I want to like come on yes I support you I also support Elizabeth Warren but I like Kamala's vibe better um, and I think Ariana Grande would as well because she tends to like align herself with like the badass women of color who are just like tearing people to shreds with their verbs and Kamala does that. Sure, sentences are great. Um, so, so I wrote a song for Kamala Harris's campaign theme song, because if you remember, uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign theme song, I wanna see you be brave, say what you wanna say, let the words fall out. Yeah, she didn't really do that so much, but, so eventually one of these candidates is gonna get the nomination, and they're gonna need a pop singer to sing their campaign theme song. So here we go, Ariana Grande singing for Kamala Harris's 2020 campaign for president. And I'm laying down on the ground radio listeners because this is how Ariana performs to her sold out arenas, okay? She she sits (laughs) (laughs) because she can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Ew, you love it how she moves, yeah. You love it how she touches you, comma. Oh, when all is said and done, we need a woman in the White House, yeah. Comma, she is so fine, yeah. Castro's such a waste of time, yeah. Prosecutor and the senator. See the way she like it, how she climbed the ladder. Refused to relive last election. I'm sorry that I give you erections. You gotta listen, I'm a sexy mouse. We need a woman in the White House, yeah. The crowd loves it. I gotta get a lint roller for this routine of mine. Um, So fellas, ladies, here we are. I wanna give a big shout out to Pam and Mutiny Radio and gratitude for free speech and expression and couplehood. Stay strong, you guys are sexy. Really great smiles. What are your names? Dakota and Jason. Jason and Dakota. Cool, how long have you guys been together? A while. Yeah, okay, so a while is like what? Two years, one year, five months, six months, eight, nine months, months. enough time to have had a baby. Nine months? Uh, Like, more borderline. Okay, cool, cool, yeah, that's nice. So you guys are like at the nine month mark. Around there, I don't wanna put you on the spot, but you're the literal only people here. <laughs> but, um, so, but you wanted her to answer because, correct me if I'm wrong, when you saw her, were you like, please, yes? And then you, she, it was like a cat and mouse game for a little bit? It was. Yeah, because that is what it takes, right? Yes, she's like, and you were like, wow. And then it was like, you were like, hey, I'm going to show up for you. And then she was like, "Uh, show up for who? <laughs> and then you were like, you. And then she was like, who? And then you were like, you. And she was like, boy, I got lots of options. I'm not even full on into this. And you were like, you, you, you. I'm into you. <laughs> and you did so much. You shook it. You shook the earth. You shook the earth for her and finally she was like sitting at home and she was like, oh my god He's like really like solidly going for me and like not anybody else (laughs) Like is he for real? And she talked to her friend and her friend was like, yeah, he's for real He like really is into you and she was like, oh my gosh and then she had to really sit down and think about what that meant because commitment and trust and vulnerability and allowing for her to like step into what could fucking be a long ass thing because we don't go short term. <laughs> we don't go short. If we what's your sign? Aries, Aries and you are Libra. Libra. Pff, good call. Libras are very peaceful. Very very good and you're like a dreamy you're dreamy this is good match good match good match but yeah so that's probably how it went down and um i'm happy i'm happy that you stayed the course because that's what it takes stay the course and just keep staying the course cuz she's she's a woman she's like a winding river Yes, women are like winding rivers. (laughs) We go this way, we go that way. We don't know why we're going the way we're going. Don't ask us questions. (laughs) Just let us be. And men are also like rivers. Men are like direct rivers. They're like, we're going this way. (laughs) I know I'm going this way. I will never stop going this way. But sometimes, as in the case with you two, the winding river and the direct river met (laughs) and you both were like pheromones are aligning and the pheromones aligned and the chemistry aligned and the pheromone chemistry pheromone chemistry and then at some point You guys like came together? You guys were like going on dates? And she's like, oh my god, my winding river is speeding up. His directness is really taking me movement of my life. And he was like, oh my god, the curvature of a river is so exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Jesus. And eventually, and I don't want to get too personal here, but eventually, he was like, girl, I feel like a waterfall tonight. How about you? And she was like, Um, hold on! Hold on! She was like those water molecules that are clinging to the rocks and boulders, the like tree bark. They're like, wait! <coughs> I'm not ready to go down the waterfall yet! I'm not 100% sure, because you know after this waterfall, I'm going to drag pieces of you with me for the rest of my life, because I carry your DNA in my body, whether we stay together or not. And you're like, what? (laughs) And you, you did something right, Jason. You did something right. Because you held out your hand and you said, look, I'm a Libra. I'm chill as fuck. And I really like you. And she looked at you and was like, oh my God. Something in my gut, something in my head, something in my heart are all saying yes. So, okay, we're gonna do it. And so, you guys held hands, and you went down the waterfall together like this. Yeah. And that's how mommy and daddy made you. Thank you so much. My name is Joanna Bateman. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. I love you. Bye.
3: That
0: was amazing. That was amazing. You two are amazing. You did. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. I hope we didn't freak you out too much. With the personal show, this is—it was so awesome that you were here. With, without you two, this would have been uh, s- mental Ill- illness. This would have been. This would have been. <laughs> this would have been a bunch of <laughs> comedians talking to each other in a room. We would have had to invent you. We would have had to invent you. Yeah, we would have. We would have. T- I, I, my cat doesn't laugh enough. But thank you so much, Jason and Dakota, for being here. Thank you, Joanna Bateman. Thank you, Edward Rubin. Thank you, David Zunzu-Kersher, running the ones and twos. All the other comedians that were on the show, my Billy Gauss and Daniel Lewis and Mark Neuer. Those jerks didn't stay. They must have important places to go. Hey, uh, Benders has karaoke tonight. It's really fun the last Friday of the month, 806 South NS. so Woo-hoo! that's going to be fun. Uh, anybody wants more edibles, feel free to take one. And we'll see you next week on Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Yeah.
1: tigers watches over riders if you're injured in a motorcycle accident we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too we're by your side every step of the way with the law tigers you never ride alone if you're injured in a motorcycle accident call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com the law tiger california's motorcycle lawyer here's law firm llp 180 from circle suite 300 sacramento california 5834
8: mutinyradio.fm mutinyradio.fm listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go San Francisco mutiny radio San Francisco mutiny radio look why not go to mutinyradio.fm the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco.
2: Could be right and clear. I drove up here. And I started to do some thinking. The and i black, a really, really good time. Flat, black, Saturday, noon,
3: like, too. On the freeway, I, a for, I am like,
0: I'm not that.